If you want to learn how to improve and transform your memory, you came to the right place. This is the Memory Talk Podcast with memory champion, Johnny Briones. Someone left me a comment asking me to make more videos on memorizing random words. And if you ever leave me a comment, suggestion, a question, I'm going to make content as soon as possible and post it so you can get the help that you're asking for because I'm here to help you. Now, this person didn't give me any specifics on what they wanted in any content I'm making. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to get some random words and explain the whole process of me creating images for those words. Now, I'm not going to memorize them because as long as I have this image, I should be able to memorize it because that image is the key to recalling the word. If you have an image and can't get the original word back, you're in trouble. And I think this is a perfect perfect comment to get during the 48 laws of power memory challenge because those laws are a whole bunch of words right and so you have to create images for them and those images are the key to remembering those those laws so let me get started and explain everything all right so let me get some random words okay um so the first word i have is throat i think of um croak and so i think of a frog because i they croak right Maybe that's a toad. I'm not too sure, but that's the thing. I don't have to be exact in my images. If I think a frog croaks and and maybe it's a toad that actually croaks, um, that doesn't matter because when I go back to my image, I'm like, okay, I see this frog. It's making a croaking sound, even though it may make, make like a ribbit sound, you know? Um, I'm like, oh, the frog is croaking, croak, throat. Got it. So you can see how... It doesn't exactly have to make sense, like logical, real-life sense that, hey, you know, toads are the ones that croaks and not frogs. That doesn't matter. When it comes to creating your images, you have to use what makes sense to you in your mind, even if it is wrong, okay? So, uh, the next word I have is back. Back, um, I think of a backpack, okay? And so that image came because backpack has a word back in it. Now, here's the thing. If I have the word backpack, how do I know it's not the actual word I was given was a backpack? Well, this is where I just use the training I've gone through, the confidence in my memory that, hey, I see backpack in my mind. I know for a fact I didn't see backpack when I was memorizing. I don't have a feeling for it. So that's how I'm able to remember that backpack represents back. All right. Okay. Next word I have is pretend. So pretend, I'll think of my um, baby cousin because she likes to pretend and make all these things up, okay? Like she's just making her own stories up, her own games, or whatever it is. And so you notice that the image that I created is more of like a little scene in my mind of my cousin playing, okay? She's making these stories up. She's making these games up. And so... I'm not making an image based off the sound of uh, pretend or how pretend looks, right? An image based off spelling. I'm not doing any of that. It's more of a association image, okay? But it goes one step beyond that. That It's not just like one image that represents it. It's this little scene that represents it. And so that's something you have to realize as well, that you can have little scenes represent words or ideas because that allows you more freedom. Because you might come across something like pretend and you can't think of a single image, a single static image that represents it. And you're just stuck. You're like, man, I can't think of a single image that represents it. 
So, you know, open your mind, be more creative, use scenery, use little clips, and that's fine as long as you're able to see that clip and get back to the original word. Okay, so the next word we have is protest. Very easy, protest. I see, like, in my mind, a whole bunch of people protesting. Okay, so very easy, straightforward. Great. Another one, I picture grapes. Now, here's the thing. I just said I'm picturing grapes and not a grape, right? So the reason for that is a grape by itself looks like a little ball. So it could be a bouncy ball, golf ball, basketball, you know, whatever circle objects there are. <laughs> and so I go to my default image for grape slash grapes. And that's like, you know, like in the store, like on a vine, right? It has like all the grapes to it. That's what I picture. Now, this is a situation depending on what I'm actually trying to memorize. If it's something word for word or I just have to get close enough to whatever it may be, I might need to find some sort of modifying image to remind myself it's actually grapes and not a grape. And the reason for that is because I just told you my default image for grapes or a grape is a grape vine with all the grapes on it. And so this is a situation where one image actually is represented by, or two words are represented by one single image. Just because the only difference is if it's plural or singular, right? And so, you no know, grapes, I might have, I mean, snakes. Snakes are eating it because it has a s. Okay, so if I just see a grape vine and there's no snakes there, I know the word was grape. But if I see, um, like a snake or maybe snakes are throwing grapes or whatever it is. I'm like, oh, there's grapes, but then there's a snake. Ah, it's grapes. The word is grapes. So that's something you might have to come up with on your own. You know, it all depends um, on kind of how you memorize, what you look at, the feeling you get when you're trying to recall. Like with back, you know, I know I don't have a image that sounds exactly like back or I have backpack which is like its own image, but I know for a fact when I was memorizing, I didn't see backpack. So there's that. Um, color, I think this is the English version, like Britain, um, because that's like a U. Um, color, I would picture color pencils. Okay, very straightforward forward because color pencils has the word color in it. And the same thing with like back, um, I'm picturing um, color pencils. I know in my mind, I didn't see pencils okay brain very easy i'm picturing a brain because that's these are pretty much giving it to me these are concrete nouns i'm given so concrete nouns already have an image associated with them all right uh whisper so whisper it's more of an action right so for me i might picture like a little clip of two people like talking to each other in each other's ear like, you know so they're whispering right and so that's the thing. This is an action, right? There's not, as far as I can tell, there's not an image that represents whispering, right? Like you can picture the wind, but even the wind's like, you can't see the wind, right? So you might picture a tree or something. So it starts to get more complex, right? When you're trying to find a definitive thing to represent a word. To me, someone talking to each other, or people talking to each other's ears, whispering, that works for me. Uh, wanting. Okay, wanting is the next word. Wanting. Wanting. And so what I'm doing right now, wanting, I'm just saying it to see if there's any similar sounding words that come to my mind. I could use as an image, you know, wanting. 
The only thing that's really stand out is the ing part, but a lot of things can end in ing. Running, jumping. So it's not super useful for me. Wanting. Want. Want. Don't. Font. You know, so I start to say like, just say things to myself to see is that even a word? I don't know. If I think it's a word and for some reason, if I have an image for a non-existent word, I just roll with it. Okay. Like I said, it has to make sense to me, even though in reality, there's not an image that sounds like that or a word that's actually pronounced that way. So wanting. So now I'm trying to look at it. Look at this word wanting and trying to see if there's any similar spelling words like it. And nothing's coming to mind. Um, maybe ant. Um, it's like in the middle there, but I'm not too sure. I don't have that much confidence with ant because you have like this ing and a wa, you know, because uh, ant could be an ant. Ant could be uh, aunt, right? Like your um, parents' sister, <laughs> right? So an ant. Um, so there's like different things there. It's not super obvious that ants would be wanting. Um, so, you know, if I had to, I might just go, go with ant if I was forced in like a speed situation. Wanting, um, what just came to mind is kids sitting on Santa's lap because they want something from Christmas, right? They're wanting. And so that's probably what I would go with. Um, I would like that better than ant. And so that's what I would go with just because I could see how that little clip represents wanting. Next one is toys. Toys, very easy. I'll just picture a whole bunch of toys. And just like with grape, um, I would, might use some sort of modifying image if I need to really know the difference between toys and a toy, you know. Um, but at this point, you know, like I said, just might be a snake in there. A snake is somewhere around there or this toy is a snake, you know. So there's different ways to combine this kind of modifying image. Um, but as long as it's there, that's all that matters. You know, like a snake being a toy, my image is a toy, but the snake is the toy, right? So it's literally just still one image, but a snake playing with toy or toys, you know, it doesn't really matter at that point because there's a snake there. Um, that is actually kind of two images, right? Because I have the toys themselves and then a snake. So there's not a right or wrong way. It's whatever works for you, what situation you're in, how fast you're memorizing. Do you have modifying image systems already set up? You know, there's all these things that go into it. Uh, but I just kind of just want to share different ideas that kind of go through my mind, things, things I use um, when memorizing specific information, okay? Because like I said, you know, right now, I just have these random words. I'm not memorizing them. Um, so if I was in the competition, that memorization would be completely different if I was just memorizing you know, vocabulary or something like that, you know, where I don't have this time crunch. So it's kind of hard to say what I would go with at a specific given time. I'm just kind of trying to cover everything I would kind of do depending on the, any situation I'm given. Okay. All right. The next word, I'll probably do maybe two more or so. Uh, scrawny. Scrawny. So I know scrawny means like you're skinny. Um, so that could be an image right away, you know, someone that's skinny, scrawny, scrawny. Um, it could be skinny, it could be thin. Um, yes, like this is the case where I could use that, but then when I see that person, 
I'm like, okay, there's this skinny person, but that could definitely mean just a lot of different things, right? It can be skinny, thin, and of course, um, that could be this where I don't know, or I, when I'm going through my or images and see it, I'm like, okay, wait, I don't remember thin being there or skinny, um, but I just have this thin person, so it's not super specific to this image, okay? Scrawny. Um, what's coming to my mind is straw for the beginning part. <laughs> scraw, scraw, straw. So I would probably go with straw just because it sounds similar. Um, and that's kind of what came to my mind besides like the actual definition of the word. Um, I won't make an image for knee. As always, you know, the chance I can mix it up that I just put scraw. I'm not, I'm not sure that's a word. It might be. And that's, a, <laughs> that's probably one of the downsides is if you don't know what words are, like I guess kind of common words, uh, you might think something is totally a word. And, and you get it wrong, you're like, I thought that was a word. Oh, it was a, it was scrawny, not scraw. You look it up, scraw is not even a word. Okay, I learned something new. Um, so I will memorize probably knee, um, just because I think straw will be good enough. My memory would be good enough for me to remember. Oh, I see a straw. That was scraw, scrawny. Um, just like with the grape, grapes, toys, toys, I can make images that represent the end of the word knee. So I can make images for like ing or ends in the D or whatever it is. Um, it, like I said, just depends on the situation, depends on what I'm trying to do. That's something you kind of have to just think about. Maybe just want to have a system in place and then you know, practice it. So if you ever need to use that specific system, you already have it created, you know your images for different endings and stuff. So that's something you could totally do too. Um, friend is the next word. Friend, I'll just picture a friend, you know. My friend Kyle, pretty self-explanatory there. Uh, salary, I'll just picture salary. Lead. Now, like I know what lead is. This which kind of interesting. I know what lead is. No, it's like a metal. It's in a pen, or I guess it's not in a pencil anymore. Um, but yeah, so that a pencil. I might use a pencil because I know it's called lead, right? And so. That's where I actually know what this is, what it represents. It is a noun. I guess it's technically a concrete noun because I guess there is some lead image out there for like the actual lead element. Um, but for me, I have no idea what that is. So I'm just using something that I associate with that specific word, lead. So that would be pencil because it has pencil lead. Maybe paint because paint had lead in it, you know. Um, it could be maybe a a bullet or something you know i gotta think some bullets have lead you know so there's all these different things i could kind of use it's definitely association based um because when i see my image like pencil that's what i'm seeing a pencil i'm not seeing pencil lead it's i have a pencil i see a bullet i'm not thinking lead in a bullet i'm thinking bullet and so this is where i'm doing an association image where i know what lead is I know different things that have lead or is called lead, you know, because uh, a pencil lead is not actually like real lead. And so um, this is what I'm doing. You know, I have all these different options. I just pretty much pick which one I like. Um, if I had to, probably be a bullet just because, um, you know, I shot a lot of bullets with my friends and all that. And so it's just something that's kind of there. 
And I think the last word I'm going to do, just so this is not super long, it's kind of getting long, but hopefully you're getting a lot out of it by me just talking. Um, and the last word is belligerent. Belligerent. I'm pretty sure that's how you say it. And that's one of the things. Um, when you're memorizing words or trying to come up for images, um, you don't need to know how to say the word correctly most of the time. Because if you have to say these words in real life, then you have the issue of, okay, am I going to say it correctly or not? You know, I made my image based on X, Y, and Z just so I can remember the actual word, but I don't know how to pronounce it. If you have to pronounce it, then you probably want to make your images based on sound. So your images sound similar to the words. So it's a very natural transition from image to word. Uh, but at the end of the day, if you have to do tell anyone any of these words or whatever, you know, it doesn't even matter if you say it correctly in your mind. You might say it completely wrong. You might create your images based off the wrong sound. But if you're able to get back to this word, you're able to identify, you know, whatever it is, that is a win in my book, okay? I'm not the best, I guess, uh, reader, I guess you could say, or speller or pronouncer. I'm not sure which one it falls under. Maybe all those categories. Um, but... I create images for a lot of things I can't understand or know how to say. There was times where I was training and some of the words for some reason were in German. They didn't translate. And so I was memorizing German words. I had no idea what it meant or how to pronounce it. But I made images and was able to recall that word. So it was pretty cool. So uh, be belligerent. Okay, so this is pretty long, you know. And so I might create multiple images just because it's kind of long i'm i'm thinking of belligerent is kind of like you're kind of beating someone up you know but like more with words so you know i can see maybe a teacher yelling at a student saying like you're lame or something i don't know something like something like that so that i can kind of see that you know it, it, it's not the best but I could see it. If I were to split up to multiple images, it would be probably B, like a little honeybee. No, B, belligerent. 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 All I think is, all I can think of is detergent. So maybe I see this B swimming in some detergent. Okay? And so for me, that would be good enough uh, to probably get back to this original word from B swimming in detergent. So I'm like, be detergent, be belligerent, be belligerent. Okay, sweet, got it. And so I think that should work for me. Um, definitely, maybe that middle part might be a little issue, de depending if I really want to get super specific. Like I said, all depends on what I'm doing. Um, if I had to memorize quickly, it probably would be maybe the teacher yelling on the student. If not that, it would probably be in detergent. If I have more time, I just realized you could do bowel. Right, bal -igerent. um, probably be bal and detergent. So I just switched to be for a bal. Um, that way I have more of the word in there, you know. And so it, there's no right or wrong way when you have a longer word and you're trying to break it down. It's it's not. There's no concrete things out there, you know. It's whatever works for you. And so, you know, if you if you feel like you need more images to represent a specific long word then go for it you know divide it into three different words 
four different words. Oh, you don't like B because it only has the first two letters, then use Bell, you know, whatever it is. And so that's something um, I had to learn just by practicing a lot. What works for me, for, for me, you know, personally, you know, just because something's working for someone else doesn't mean it's going to automatically work for me. Um, so that's probably the biggest thing that you can take away from this whole thing is I have given you so many different ideas. I explained different ways I create images. Find what works for you. You might do something I haven't even mentioned, which is perfectly fine. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. But definitely take in new ideas when you can because the ideas you have might not be the best. Something might be working for you right now, but I might say something like, whoa, I didn't even think about creating images like that. And you try it out and it turns out, turns out to be better. Well, there you go. That's a win. But if you're thinking, hey, what I'm doing has to be right, it's working for me, so there must be nothing better, then you're never going to really advance because there are ideas out there that are going to be a lot better than what you have just because people experiment differently when they create their images, when they're memorizing information, you know, when they're using memory techniques. They're doing things differently that you never thought of. And so that is very, very important, I think, to keep in mind that, hey, what I'm doing is great. It's working for me, but I'm open to something new. I'm willing to try something. Hey, maybe you try everything I say and it literally doesn't work. Hey, it is what it is, but at least you attempted it. At least you gave it a shot and you figured out, okay, it's what Johnny was saying just really didn't make sense. It just didn't flow right, you know, whatever it may be. But there might be that one piece of information I was talking about. You know, like that is all the difference. That is what I needed. That's what made sense. That's going to help me make images a lot easier. And so hopefully you enjoyed this. I know it's uh, pretty long, uh, 21 minutes, but I wanted to give you something in depth that really, really talked about how to memorize words. More specifically, I guess, is how to create images because all you have to do to memorize these words to remember those images probably in a memory palace maybe a story method depending like i said broken record depending on what you're doing uh, but hopefully there was a lot of great content and hopefully you take you take one thing one little thing i talked about and apply it next time to see if it actually helps you or maybe it helps you get a new idea on what you could do to become better at creating images for words if you're new to memory techniques Get your free memory program start learning the basics behind memory techniques. The link is in the description. And if you want to start training your memory, go to the best memory training site, blitzmemory.com. Sign up for a free account and start pushing your memory to a whole new level. I'll see you next time.